Welcome to the Badass CEO Podcast. This is Mimi McLean. I'm a mom of five, entrepreneur, Columbia Business School grad, CPA, and angel investor. And I'm here to share with you my passion for entrepreneurship. Throughout my career, I have met many incredible people who have started businesses, disrupted industries, persevered, and turned opportunity into success. Each episode, we will discuss what it takes to become and continue to be a badass CEO, directly from the entrepreneurs who have made it happen. If you're new in your career, dreaming about starting your own business, or already an entrepreneur, the Badass CEO Podcast is for you. I want to give you the drive and tools needed to succeed in following your dreams. Welcome back to the Badass CEO. This is Mimi. And today we have Elizabeth Hennessy, and she is the founder and CEO of Gift Me Chic, a destination for one of a kind gift source from all around the world. So, Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited to have you here and I'm so excited about your launch. So, can you talk to us about the good news this week? Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on the show. And yes, I have exciting news. I officially launched my e commerce platform yesterday, which is called Gift Me Chic. And the idea is to be the one-stop destination for elevated gift giving in all different forms, whether it's a product or it's an experience or it's a piece of art, but really offer a broad assortment of products that people can discover and be excited about and some brands you might know and some you might not. So hopefully there's some discoveries in, along the way. That's awesome. Now, how did you come up with this idea? Um, so I was a buyer for the majority of my career. I was at Saks Fifth Avenue for six years and Bergdorf Goodman for four years. Then I went over to the wholesale side and I was the CEO for North America for Killian Perfumes. And when that company got bought, it was really my time to step back and say, okay, what do I want to do? And I always loved retail. And when I looked at the landscape, I realized even though my dream as a young child was to have my own store, obviously brick and mortar is much more difficult these days. So I said, okay, whatever it has to be e-com, which has definitely been new for me, but a great learning experience. And although I love fashion and accessories, I think that market is really oversaturated. You can go to Net-A-Porter or any of the array of beautiful online destinations to, to accomplish that. But what I felt was missing was one destination for gift giving. You know, whether you're doing, you're going to someone's house for, um, not anymore, but in the past, you want to bring a hostess gift or it's your partner's birthday and you went something really special. Um, I felt that there wasn't one place where you didn't have to weed through thousands of different product categories to know to look for exactly what you want for gifting. Right. Now, I was also a buyer. What department were you in? So, wow. I, through, I went through the executive training program at Saks and I started in St. John and then I moved into advanced contemporary, you could call it. And then from there, I moved into beauty and okay. that's where I became a buyer moving through the ranks over the years. And then when I went over to Bergdorf's, I also was in beauty. I had about half the beauty floor. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. I started on the home side at Bloomingdale's. Oh, so that's kind of what I'm doing now because now I've segued into this sort of home lifestyle category. I know that's fine. And I also did the Christmas department. So it was home and then Christmas department. So I totally, and I think it's a perfect for anybody who's listening, like who, who's in college and looking for like a great, like entrepreneurial experience. I do think the buying programs are amazing for that, right? Yeah. It makes you feel like you're your own, you're kind of running your own business and your own book on somebody else's dollar. 
And also when you step into a real buying office after coming out of a training program, you feel that much more prepared. I mean, that's the whole idea. You can really jump into the job and embrace it. And, and it's it's a fast-paced job. So, mm-hmm. you know, everyone thinks it's so glamorous. You're going to get all the fashion shows, but that's like 5% of the job. You know what I mean? I know. It's numbers and, and, you know, managing your vendors. And the fun part is actually going to the store and sort of seeing all your hard work there on the, the, the floor itself. Oh, that's great. So, okay. So let's, you have this idea and how long has it taken you to, to kind of implement it and launch? It's taken me a year. So I've started about a year ago. I didn't want to miss the holiday season last year. So it was really small. I started with my 10 favorite brands that I got on board in time, very small assortment. And over the course of the year, I've been building and building and rebranding and adding more and more brands. I have about 25 brands on the site and I have about 10 more in the pipeline. So it's been really exciting because as I've traveled or word of mouth or been to the trade shows like Maison and Objet, I'm finding new brands and adding them on, which has led to this culmination of now when I've been able to really efficiently launch with more of a marketing plan behind me you know, social media strategy, and also building up my database in terms of the newsletters to send out, the social following, all of those things you need to really grow the business. Mm -hmm. And over there, really watching customer trends. What are people gravitating to? What's really standing out on the site? And then what's not? And I still like having a very wide assortment of products, but it's interesting, of course, to know, you know, what price point, what categories are people interested in? So I can sort of build those categories as I move forward. Right. You had mentioned you have like 3,000 emails for your email list. I think that was 6,000 now. That's impressive. So where did you get that in such a short time? been building. I have colleagues that I work with who have had their own networks that have been able to, we've supported each other. I've shared mine and they've shared theirs. Really also quite organically, you know, through social, through sponsored posts, boosted posts, trying to grab some of those customers over from Instagram. LinkedIn has been great. Facebook. And it's really about, again, businesses and friends of mine who have their own businesses, us supporting each other just trying to help each other build our list. And it's funny, Mm -hmm. I said to my team, I can't believe we're going out to 6,000 people. I'm so excited. And then I said, but one day we're going to look back when we're at a million and we're going to laugh at this day at our 6,000. But you know, it feels like an accomplishment. So that's good. Now, how big is your team? I I assume you're not doing all the social media management. I am not. I still have a very small team. I have an intern who's amazing. It's as if she's full-time, but I don't know how she does her schoolwork. And then I have three other team members one is a financial expert, the other is strategic branding, and the other one is social and creative. That's great. That's yeah. great. Have you financed this completely on your own or have you done a friends and family round or? So right now I'm financing on my own. I've definitely dipped into savings, which has been the scariest part because it's the risk. Um, mm-hmm. But I really, truly believe in the idea. I see the hole in the market and the landscape. So I really feel that I'm bringing something different. And then into the new year is when I'm going to start to reassess and look at, okay, how much do I really want to take from my savings? And then how much do I want to go out and raise knowing that I see so much more potential in this business and things that I know I won't be able to do on my own. So there's really a lot of steps and I'm going to need outside support to get there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What have you found to be the hardest part at this point? Getting over my own fear. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, the learning curve, you know, I'm learning e-com. And, and so that's been a challenge because I've never considered myself, you know, the most 
savvy when it comes to technology, but I know how to run the business. I know what's needed to do this business. So yeah, I mean, I really think it's a, it's confidence and the fear of the unknown and the fear of the risk. So I guess my challenges have been more mental than anything else. Right, right. Now, yeah. like, obviously, you know, you you don't know all the answers, right? Because you just right. said that. So you you find outside people. Has that been hard to find the right people? I mean, I have found that, you know, starting different companies, like you hire people and then you found that like, wait, I just spent all this money and they weren't the right person. Or how do you make sure that you're hiring the right SEO person or right advertising person? Yeah, I guess it's a bit of trial and error. You know, the people that work with me have all come in word of mouth and I trust the people that I work with so much when they recommend someone. I really do know that this person coming in will be excellent and above and beyond. There have been a few instances, the people I work with at this point or are consultants. So I don't have a full-time payroll that I'm running. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that helps you know, because if there is someone that comes in and let's say, I don't think they're doing the most amazing job in SEO, it's not like they're a full-time employee or I have a specific contract that I can't get out of. And unfortunately that does happen. I think it's about realizing it, working with that person to see if things can be improved. And if not letting go of the relationship in a professional, graceful manner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. Now, are you inventorying all these products as well? It's a mix. So I'm in my home office. (laughs) If you look behind me, you'll see, you'll see it's turned into somewhat of a warehouse um, because I have a lot of brands coming from Europe and based on everything that's going on in the world today, it's really difficult, you know, to bring brands over one by one as customers order things. So right now I'm holding consignment on a lot of my brands from Europe because the shipping will be much easier. And then the, a lot of my vendors are also drop ship. So they get the order, they put it in Give Me Chic wrapping or their own with some Give Me Chic co-branding, and then they'll send it to the customer. So it's sort of a mixed model, which I've had to do just based on proximity for the most part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And what happens if someone orders and it's like two gifts that are from two different vendors? Then they receive two different shipments. Okay, two different shipments. Yeah. And then who who is fulfilling it at this point? Fulfilling the orders? Yeah, like if, no, no, like the actual shipping, like shipping out. If you like the stuff that you have on consignment. Oh, I am. <laughs> you are. Okay. Because it's, yes. it's so expensive too, right? I mean, I found the companies I've had been involved in, I don't think people realize it because we've all been accustomed to having free shipping because of Amazon, right? So the right. bar is so low, but people don't realize like it's a minimum of $10, $15 to touch it, package and send it out. No, it really adds up. And I, it was a big discussion with my team as to do we offer free ground shipping or not? And although it's a big expense bucket that I have to take on, I did feel it was the right thing to do because customers have become so accustomed to free ground. Now, if they want it expedited, that's where the customer pays. But for now, right, that's something I have to really work into my budget as time goes on because it's just going to increase more and more if I want to be competitive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you do offer free shipping for, for uh, ground, Free ground. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, right now I'm small enough that it's manageable and because I'm starting this way, I can't imagine changing it. But again, as I move into the new year and look for outside support on the financing of the business, this is something that we're going to really need to look at and forecast and make sure we're budgeted for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then who would you say are your biggest competitors at this point, if you even have any? Uh, you know, it's difficult because the competitor, the competitors that are out there from a gift giving standpoint, in terms of the product assortment I'm offering, I'd say would be the retailers like Bergdorf's, Bloomingdale's, Neiman's, Saks, Nordstrom, you know, but again, you go there and you have 
every category of products, mm-hmm. fashion. To, so it's a different customer experience. You know, when I look at smaller store, you know, the other sites that are dropship, let's say, or platforms like I am, they're really focused on fashion accessories. So, and then gifting themselves, the big websites that are out there that are specifically gift giving, I find them much more mass in terms of the product offering. So I hope, knock on wood, this is the niche I found, that there's nothing that's really out there for gift giving that's more elevated and sophisticated, given my experience, um, professional experience as a buyer mm-hmm. for Saxon Bergdorf's in particular. So let's turn a little bit to entrepreneurship. Did you always know that you were going to start your own company? It's funny because when I think about that question, immediately I want to say no. But then when I think back to childhood, teenage years specifically, I know that I wanted to own my own store. And when I was in high school, I worked at a small shop in my town and I was, you know, a salesperson and I loved it. And the owner of the store would take me with her on buying trips. And I knew that's what I want to do. So I've always said my dream was to have my own store, but for some reason, I never considered that entrepreneurship until now. So I guess the answer is yes. (laughs) That's great. That's great. Now, what do you think it takes a person to be successful? Like are any tips that you would give to somebody? I think the number one thing, and I sort of touched on this before, was really believing in yourself and believing in your concept and putting your concept out there and then showing that there is a need for this concept or product or brand or whatever it is you're creating. For me, it's really been about that is overcoming the fear of it and just taking the risk. If you really believe in it and if you believe in yourself, which takes years for a lot of people to actually get to that point. (laughs) And how important do you think experience is? Like, do you think, I mean, because you weren't in the home industry or the gift industry, you were more on the fashion side, which, you know, you could have fashion that's our gifts, but that obviously probably helped. Or do you think somebody, you know, you, you graduate from college right now and you can't find a job because of COVID, but they have this idea. How important is it for somebody to have experience in an industry before they launch? It's really a twofold question. I know for sure that I couldn't have done this if I didn't have the background of being a buyer, because it's something you really do have to train for and understand how to run a business. A business is a business, right? If you want it to be successful and profitable. On the flip side, I think if you surround yourself, if you have an amazing idea, and again, you really believe in it, if you surround yourself with a team of people who can give you the expertise in each of their own fields that you need, then you could put all the pieces together. And then it's just a learning curve. You dive into it and you learn everything there is to learn about that. And you work with the team who who knows different aspects. So I definitely think it's, it's, it's possible for sure. But again, you know, in my situation, I, I think it would have been a very difficult learning curve with retail in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do think right now, I mean, I would love for you to talk a little bit about like COVID, right? It's actually probably benefited you a little bit, I would think, versus... Well, because I'm new, I haven't quite gotten there yet, but in theory, yes, because it's e-com number one and 
it's gifting. So you want to be sending out the gift to your mom who you haven't seen in however long. And a lot of what I'm trying to do are things you can do at home or beautify your home again with home decor or art or these experiential things that I'm doing for people over zoom calls. So I would think that I'm on the right track in terms of that. Now, the other, the thing that's more difficult for me is actually finding products because so much of what I love to do is to travel and to look for little artisanal brands or stores or people in different places all over the world. You know, the other thing I really enjoy doing is the Maison and Objet uh, trade show in Paris, mm-hmm. January and September. That's not happening. So right now I'm relying more on word of mouth from friends who say, oh, I know this great brand. And then they connect me. Really social media helps a lot. I find I get a lot of brands. Um, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Let me dig deeper. And then I'll contact them through DM. Yeah. So it's really, you know, I have to, I've had to pivot in terms of how I think about the business, what people will want right now from a gift, gift giving perspective, and then how I go about expanding the assortment based on the limitations of COVID. Right, right. Now, how do you stay personally? Um, how do you stay organized? Like, you know, I think you're like most women trying to cram everything in and balance it all. So is there any tips that you have for other entrepreneur women out there? You know, if it's an app that you use or a specific calendar or, you know, a meditation or anything, I don't know, any kind of tips to like how to keep yourself sane and organized? Well, I've, I've always considered myself a pretty organized person, but if you look at my desk right now, you'll see it's like organized chaos, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have different piles, but I know exactly what's in every pile. And I know exactly where to go to when people ask me for things. I'm very, um, particular about my calendar. I have everything on there that I need reminders. I'm a little bit old school that I keep a notebook. My team tried to convert me to monday.com to have all of my to-do list digitalize um, and put into the right buckets, let's call them. But I just couldn't get there. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I really just like my notebook. And I, you know, I carry my to-dos over every few days yeah. and I things out. So that's been on the work side, what I do. And then on the personal side, yeah, I mean, it's things like meditation. I try to exercise every few days and just release that energy, especially when I'm not getting out of my apartment too much yoga. I do yoga at home. I have my mat. Yeah. So it's really, and I have a child. So again, it's also spending quality time with my son and then doing zoom calls or FaceTimes with friends. Or if we go out, we sit at a restaurant outside, you know, shivering under the heat lamp, but it's better than nothing. So I think it's a really about a work-life balance. Now, because this side is new, I've, I've, I've been working like crazy. I mean, I'm up super early. I'm working really late at night, but I know that's, that's what it takes when you launch a new business. And I'm really trying to take the weekends and say, okay, you know, sit back, relax. You know, maybe I want to watch a new show on Netflix or something. And also let my team relax because we're texting all day and all night. I know, right? It's it's finding the team that can kind of keep pace too, right? That don't mind getting that text at 9 p.m. with, you know, a fire drill. Exactly. Yeah. You no. Know? Has there been any fire drills that you can speak of? There has been one, I will say, um, and this is before the site officially launched. So again, we were still figuring out some of the kinks, but I had an order from a customer, fairly large order, which I was really excited about. 
And then I realized that the way we work is for some of our brands, we connect on the back end. So Shopify to their platform and they come together. So when we got an order, um, it generates to them automatically, or we're able to pull their products, imagery and product descriptions from their website over to ours. And what we realized is they had a price discrepancy on their website, which transferred over to mine. So what I, an item that should have been a thousand dollars was a hundred dollars. So, yeah, so I had to reach out to the customer and explain the situation. And of course, you know, customer service is everything these days. So I made it very personal. I said, I'm the founder and CEO and so thrilled about your order. Thank you so much. And I I really apologize. And I asked, you know, does she want to buy it at the real price or I would be happy to give her site credit. So that what didn't make me very happy, but it was one of those kinks that And as soon as that happened, I took the product off the site immediately so it wouldn't happen again. Yeah, that's awful. But sounds like you handled it perfectly. And then so far, have you had like a pinch me moment? Like, oh my gosh, I've launched or I'm doing this. I can't believe it. You know what? I have to say today, because one of the things we did in conjunction with the launch yesterday is we did a wild posting campaign in downtown Manhattan. So Soho, Meatpacking, West Village, and then in Dumbo, which is in Brooklyn. And um, I worked with an artist, a street artist, and we did a collaboration of her persona on the street and Give Me Chic. And today we went out to find all of the locations and we did photos of me with the various posters that went up and they're all tagged Give Me Chic and they have a, a QR code so customers can go straight to the site. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, yeah. I said, to, I was with one of my colleagues. I said, I think I'm going to cry because it felt it made it feel very real and it was, you know, out there for people to see and people walking by. And so for me, that was, that was really emotional and really exciting. That's great. You know, it reminds me of last year, I think it was last year I was in London and we were outside of, um, Selfridges maybe. Is that what it's called? Selfridges. Yeah. Yeah. And we were walking past and there was a girl standing there taking a picture in front of like this big piece of like art or maybe it was actually the window of Selfridges. And she was like squealing. And I was like, what's going on? And, and she was like, that's me. And it was the first time she saw herself. She was the model in oh. the picture. Oh, and so I took a picture of her, like in front of her model picture. And she was so cute and so excited. It was, she just couldn't believe that. Like, she's like, this is my first job ever. And here it is. And it was just so exciting. So it reminds me of your story this morning about, so I have to get some of those pictures so I can use them for our you know, I usually do like a little newsletter talking about the podcast. Yeah. So I can include that because that would be great to have that on there as well. Yeah. I'll send them over to you. Thank you. And then, so anything you want to end with any like tips or advice or anything you're looking forward to in the future with your company? There's a lot to do, as I mentioned. And again, customer service for me is of utmost importance. So I would love to implement, you know, the things that I see my bigger competition having, like same day shipping, really guaranteed overnight shipping, you know, having a personal shopper that someone can call and say, I need a gift for my mother. What do you recommend? Even having somewhat of a CMS system implemented into the site where I can remind you, I'm using the, your mother as an example, but again, it can remind you that it's uh, your mother's birthday is a month away. And here are some recommendations based on a profile that we've set up on you and the system. So these are, I think it's exciting to have your idea and then have your steps. 
I like to walk before I run. And I feel like that's good advice because if you try to take on too much, all of a sudden it's overwhelming and you can't really get to start with the basics and then build from there. Mm -hmm. So again, I guess it goes back to organization, you know, first in your mind (laughs) and then on paper and then moving forward from there. Are you targeting, it just made me think of this as you were mentioning that, are you targeting at all like professionals? I'm just thinking of like, you know, you have the professional world where they have their list of all their clients and... Very much so. You know, men and women. Right now, I have more women-geared products on the site, but my goal is to add for men as well, baby, you know, all those kind of categories. But absolutely. I mean, I think that working women who are busy and juggling a lot of things in their lives, like we all are, need assistance to find gifts make their lives easier and have a little bit of more disposable income where they're willing to spend, you know, or able to spend, I should say $50, let's say for someone's birthday or, or a housewarming gift, for example. And so, yes, I'm really, as I think about my marketing approach and really sort of strategically finding this segment of people that can, I think, would love the site, appreciate what I have to offer, appreciate my taste, and then, you know, be able to buy, be excited to buy. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I wish you the best. I can't wait to have you back on in like a year from now to see ah. to see where you are at next next Christmas. And I hope you have a great Christmas season. I know that as you as know as well, that Christmas time, you know, that's where a lot of the retail income comes in. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And anybody, please go to um, givemechic.com to get your Christmas or holiday gifts for the season. Great. Thank you. Happy holidays. Thank you for joining me on the Badass CEO Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and see you next time. Thank you.